This is what you wanted. It's what you worked all these years for. There's no space for nerves. Shake it off, Bessie. Are you having a good time, New Jay-Z? They paid to see me, and I'm about to give them the show of their life. For the first time on American soil, give a big garden city welcome to Bessie Coleman. There she is. We're in for a big treat today, folks. My first show was an amazing rush. And I stopped the presses with my outfit. Look, military jacket, riding britches, a long leather coat, and a leather helmet with the goggles pushed up. I, I wanted everyone to see my face and know that I was a black woman. Do you want a show? Oh yeah, I'll give you a show. I started off with a loop-de-loop, -loop. then I gave them a figure eight, and before they could catch their breath, I hit them with a nosedive. <laughs> I righted my plane just in time, then I waved at the crowd as I flew by the stands. American Urban Radio Networks and Flying Free Films present Invisible Eagles, Bessie Coleman, presented by AARP and starring Quivenjane Wallace as Bessie. Episode 6, Brave Bessie. Did you know that AARP is fighting for America's over 48 million family caregivers who help adults live independently in their homes instead of being forced into nursing homes? Family caregivers need common sense solutions that will save them time and money and provide them with more support. Go to AARP.org for more information on caregiving. Now, back to the story. After my air show, I took audience members up in the plane for a quick ride. It's a beautiful day to fly. Who's next? Me. That'll be $5, ma'am. The line was so long and full of both black and white folks. You ready? Yes. Here we go. <laughs> I charged $5 for them to get the experience of flying. That's almost $100 in today's money. Bessie, Bessie, uh, how does it feel to be the world's first race aviatrix? It feels right. I was ready for this day and I'm happy everyone enjoyed the show. What do you have to say to those who doubted you would ever get your pilot's license? I know what I wanted to say. Everyone who doubted me can jump off a cliff. But I didn't. I kept it professional. What people need to understand about me is that I work harder when I'm told I can't do something. Anybody want to tell me I can't be president? <laughs> <laughs> I stayed out on that airfield for hours and signed every single autograph that was asked of me. What was the best part of the show today? And that reporter walked through the line asking questions. If you would have told me a tiny little woman can control a big old machine, <laughs> I would have said you were lying. <laughs> yes, she's quite impressive. And she's a looker. <laughs> Their answers tickled me to the bone. What do you think the best part of the show today was? Seeing one of us up there in the sky, not just a Negro, but a Negro woman, it gave me hope for the future. Maybe my daughter could do amazing things too. After I got back to Chicago, I saw that the Defender named me the world's greatest woman flyer. Not the best black woman flyer, the best woman flyer. It was quite an honor. 
Not long after I was named the world's greatest woman flyer, I received a letter from Seminole Films. We have decided that it would be best for our company not to pursue this matter further. They were dropping the $200,000 lawsuit against me. <sighs> Thank God. I always assumed they'd seen my newfound fame and didn't want a public battle with a national treasure, but I can't be sure. I had accomplished something amazing and I knew it. But then it all came screeching to a halt when I had to return the plane I'd done all those amazing things in. Here's your keys. Thank you again for letting me borrow your plane. I've been thinking we might need to renegotiate our agreement. Excuse me. <sighs> I really needed my own plane, and fast. I used the momentum from the free press I was getting to expand my reach. We need to talk. I started accepting invitations to speak at events all over the country. I spoke at length about what it was like to be an aviator. The audience will be arriving soon, Bessie. We should get set up inside. I loved when young black girls would show up. The look of wonder and determination on their faces let me know that I might be the first, but I would not be the last. I'm not going in. What? Why not? A hundred people are coming to hear you speak. What's the problem? Look at that and tell me what you see. With the entrance? Mm-hmm. I see the entrance to the event I'm paying you good money to speak at. Okay, my turn. I see two entrances to the event. Colored and white. Yeah? Yeah? You don't think there's a problem with that? Give me a break, Bessie. This is how it's always been done. It ain't a big deal. Okay, you're probably right. Well, where you going? Home. Wait! You can't leave! I can and I will. If you can't understand why paying a colored woman to speak to an audience you made enter through segregated entrances is wrong, I don't see a need for us to be doing business together. It's too late to change it. They'll be here any minute, but I'll make it right next time. <laughs> next time. Okay, fine. One entrance for everyone. That's all you had to say? The folks continuing to hold my people down were working really hard. So? I had to work even harder. Let's get inside, it's cold out here. You're listening to Invisible Eagles' Bessie Coleman, presented by AARP. AARP is fighting for America's over 48 million family caregivers who help older adults live independently in their homes instead of being forced into nursing homes. Every day, family caregivers assist their older parents, spouses, siblings, grandparents, and other loved ones so they can live independently in their homes where they want to be. They help with everything, including medication, Vacations and Medicare, meals, bathing and dressing, finances, grocery shopping, transportation, and more. Go to AARP.org for more information on caregiving. Now, back to the story. It was October 15, 1922, the day I performed in Chicago for the first time. My mother, sisters and brothers, Phyllis and Robert, all came out to see me fly. And so did my eight-year-old nephew, Arthur. Hi! I won't lie. I felt a little intimidated at having my closest friends and family there to watch me perform. I don't know why it's sometimes easier to be your true self in front of strangers. But I was happy they were there, and I wanted to give them a great show. 
I've been in the air for a bit, wowing the crowd with some of my best stuff. Then, for the finale. I really gave it to them. Time to blow their minds. I pointed that plane to the heavens, and then I kept on going. I'd always wanted to see how far I could push one of those babies. And then, I figured it out. Come on, baby, turn over. You can do it. Did you like the show, Arthur? I loved it. I want to be a pilot too, can I? <laughs> of course you can. Welcome to the Tri-State Fair. I was 30 years old, and I knew the sky was where I belonged. Whoa, look at brave Bessie go. Oh my goodness, she's parachuting out of her plane. How does she do it? My mission? was to entertain as many people as possible with what I could do. I probably signed half a million autographs in my life and I had a little bump on my finger to prove it. To Hannah, always dream big. Signed, Bessie Coleman. But it was all worth it to see the looks on my fans' faces, especially the little ones. Excuse me, uh, Miss Coleman? I was just about finished cleaning up after the air show in Gary and Anna when a stuffy looking white man in a suit walked into the hangar. Yeah? I'm David Benkay. May I have a moment of your time? I guess. As long as you don't mind me finishing up around here. Uh, I can help. That's not necessary. Uh, why don't you tell me what it is I can do for you, Mr. Benkay? Do you currently have representation? Do I have what? A, a manager. I book all my shows and I keep all my money. <laughs> what, what would I need a manager for? A good manager can help you get jobs you might not be able to get yourself. Like what? What kind of flying do you want to do? I'm already doing it. Entertaining crowds with stunts is where I belong. But are you making the type of money you want to be making? I do all right for myself. Good enough to buy your own plane? What if I told you I could get you a plane without having to spend any of your savings? A free plane? I say you're full of horse manure. My wife might be inclined to agree with you about that. But I'm serious, Miss Coleman. I could get you a job that will pay you in the keys to your very own plane. With who? That depends. Do we have a deal? I only needed about half a second to decide. If you can give me a free plane, we've got a deal. Great. I'm looking forward to working with you, Miss Coleman. Call me Bessie. So, what's the job? Flyer distribution for Coast Tire and Rubber Company. What? You got me littering flyers no one wants? This is the first of many jobs I can get for you. But you need a plane to be able to do that, right? <sighs> You're right. Okay, sign me up. Coast Tire and Rubber was located in California. So I went back to Paradise and littered those flyers all over town. Come to Coast Tire and Rubber. If I'm honest, it was kind of fun. <laughs> I did the job for Coast Tire and Rubber and just like David said, I was paid in my very own plane. Hi, beautiful. My plane was not actually beautiful. She was an old war surplus army plane, a Jenny. 
She clanked like something was loose and there was more exhaust pouring out of her than I'd like, but she was mine. And there she goes, folks. Brave Bessie is headed up and to the sky. The first air show I did with my new-to-me plane was in Los Angeles, California. There were thousands of people there to watch me fly. <sighs> Come on, baby. Stay with me. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Oh, no. Bessie is falling. Take cover, folks. You're listening to Invisible Eagles, Bessie Coleman, presented by AARP, a production of American Urban Radio Networks and Flying Free Films.